Welcome to the Painters Today podcast, and I'm your host, Lucy Cox. This is episode 10, Cordillera, featuring Nick Carrick. Nick lives and works in Brighton, Sussex. He studied at the Chelsea School of Art and Design and Coventry University, and has exhibited at the Royal Academy Summer Exhibition, the Eagle Gallery, and the Transition Gallery in London. You can follow him on Instagram at CarrickNick and on facebook.com forward slash painting matters. Don't forget to like this final episode of 2018. Have a lovely Christmas and thank you for listening to Painters Today. For New Year episodes, please subscribe via SoundCloud, iTunes and Podbean. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at 23carousels to receive updates, images, preview clips and more. paintings and drawings that I've been doing um, in Spain um, and I'm sort of bringing it into the studio where things start changing a little bit and they start evolving into works of their own in their own right I think um, once I start painting and sort of sanding down surfaces and things like that it's um, it, 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 it brings a new element to the to the painting mm. yeah. and how long have you been going to spain is it valencia it's valencia region to, yeah. yeah so it's a little village um uh it's an hour hour and 20 minutes from uh, alicante and valencia so it's in between those two and it's a tiny little very spanish village um uh, much the same as every other village in spain it's, it's and uh, and there's nothing kind of extraordinary about it really but it's the culture that I like to immerse myself in when I'm there um, and uh, just go to and uh, have have a little escape from my from my life here really so um, yeah it's a lo- it's it's a lovely it's a lovely landscape it's in the middle of these it's it's in the middle of these sort of mountains that sort of surround you and you've got orange groves in the middle and um, the water comes from the mountains into the the orange groves in the middle and you've got this abundance of green and um, when it's harvest season the oranges are as orange as anything so you've just got this amazing smell as well mm. um, it's a beautiful place yeah. and your upcoming show Sanctuary a lot of the paintings have developed from, yeah, from so, the Spanish series yeah so the, the, there's going to be sort of pastels on paper uh, that will that are sort of first response uh, when I was there I would draw uh, continuously, I'd walk all day, and then I'd sort of be drawing and uh, drawing at night. And um, they are more first response, and then the paintings will consist of something a little bit more um, painterly in depth, uh, painting for painting's sake, sort of thing. But but still elements of of Spain, um, yeah. And what inspires you about that particular landscape? It, is it multiple things? I think, it, I think it's, the, it's, it's the aridness of the land, I mean, and you know, you've got many different aspects of the landscape. The, the rugged mountain, the mountain ranges are just, you know, absolutely sort of fantastic. And um, you're through mountains and sort of seeing slightly different wildlife. Um, um, the fig trees, the the sort of abundance of these fruits that grow everywhere, um, that were that, that come over from the moors. So it's quite a more the 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 village where we were, where we are, um, was predominantly Arabic and Moorish when um, and they were there for sort of five hundred years, and they brought fruit trees over and things like that. So you kind of got this sort of element of history to the place as well. And it's quite exotic. It feels exotic, even though it's sort of you know it's not that, actually that far away. Um, so the fig trees are, are, are very sort of. Um, I started looking at fig trees as in in the history of art and uh, looking at uh, these sort of frescoes of fig trees and the the tree of life and it has this uh, has this very um, symbolic um, nature to it um, in India and. Uh, 
in the Arab world and things like that. So it's it was really um, it's, that's kind of inspiring. Mm. The depth of it, the depth yeah. of, of these yeah. things. Yeah, and and these four um, drawings on paper that you've got up in your studio that are yeah. framed. All of these have been worked from from the Spanish yes, series yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are all um, all sort of painting there rather than coming back and painting in the studio. Mm. So, but not they're not. I'm not in the landscape painting them. I'm letting things digest a little bit when I'm walking around. Um, I'm going on walks, and I'll kind of document. I'll sort of document a walk or. Mm. photograph and quite obsessively photograph things and then I'll get back and then it's a certain amount of sort of editing that goes on in my head of what what can be drawn what should be drawn um and then it's I mean it evolves and it changes slightly because you're because you've got a memory of it you're not there and it's not you're not uh observationally drawing this thing so there's there's changes that happen within that process so and that's more that's a quicker process than the painting the painting there's more of a digestive period between um photographing or looking at something and then once it comes into the studio it can sort of that's when the things start changing mm. yeah because we, we were talking about walking earlier and you said yeah. that, you re, that you read a book about walking yeah it's a sort of philosophy of walking yeah. it's a reference book of um Nietzsche and people um uh, Socrates and people like that who used walking to uh to aid thought really like to sort of think and put punctuation in their in their day and that so it's sort of um that's important and walking is it's you know it's from a to b but actually it's it, the book is more talking about what's it what's more important is the bit in the middle not mm. a to b yeah they're yeah. actually the middle bit yeah and that's sort of painting yeah. for me as well it mm. has a that's a sort of metaphorical um sort of for me for painting because it's when you're immersed in that painting process when you finished it sort of that's it isn't it yeah but when you're in the middle of it and you're you're, you're decision making that's like going on a walk and which way should i go should i go left or should i go right and mm. there's no right way you're just walking and uh taking a route that you instinctively feel like what taking mm. um which is um yeah definitely boils down to the process of painting yeah and i suppose in some ways when you are walking you're kind of absorbed in like you say in your surroundings you're seeing things yeah yeah and yeah. likewise when you're painting i know you've talked about being absorbed by the process yeah and i think was it in a um an interview with studio critical a few years ago you said that um a lot of your work was to do with escapism yeah and escaping into making yeah into the materials yes is that definitely. something that you that you've moved away from or it's uh yeah i mean it's it's basically it is escaping something in terms of um your everyday normality of life but then you're kind of you are connecting you're sort of reconnecting with something more spiritual or something you know there is there is something else there that you're reconnecting with uh that um so there's a balance of escaping and connecting because if you were to escape totally i think it would be kind of counterproductive it would be you'd be a, um it would be a negative thing whereas um the knowledge that you have of all these art history and uh, you're reconnecting with all those things and your memories and uh, you're bringing all those together um, and that is a, it's escape but it's connection at the same time it's a very odd notion in a way the poetic notion of the process yeah and, yeah. and that idea of spirituality and poetry I guess I mean does that play a, um, a large part in your work that's a lovely quote actually um, by Julian Bell, yes, and yeah. he's written a, a, a lovely book called um, called What Is Painting, and uh, and he he says uh, to consider colour is to consider how you see things, not what you actually see, mm. and goes on to paraphrase the German poet Novalis, who believed that the whole world would be romanticised when all its appearances have become feeling when all objects have become subject yes yeah. maybe you're working in a similar way there was a show that i did it with um emma hill at the eagle and um it was called these are my colors and uh i think everyone has their sort of certain palette and and their and what and, and there's a weight behind those colors there must be a certain amount of emotion in those colors that you use and there certainly is with mine i mean they're, they're quite muted but there's you know there's there's 
place in my colours and there's uh, um, other aspects. But uh, it was a quote, he, some of my colours was uh, something that Norbert Schwankowski said about his work in an interview. And um, his, his colours are very muted and grey and uh, quite loaded with emotive aspects and stuff. So, yeah, definitely. And, and I think it was a really lovely um, idea for a show, for a group show. It's, and, and everyone kind of came together with their, with, with their own colours. I wanted to read something just, just because it was something that uh, Susan Sontag said about uh, Howard Hodgkin's work in '95. And it said, you need the separation from home, then you need the return home to consider what you have stored up. What is worth painting is what remains in and transformed by memory. Which I just wanted, I just was quite taken aback by that in terms of the escape and connection, uh, what we were talking about then. Yeah, because um, we mentioned Hodgkin earlier and you were saying mm, that he didn't, he never painted, like when he went to India, he didn't yeah. paint when he was in India, he kind of came back. He came back, like, yeah, yeah, into the studio and then things, and then the memory, it was always the memory of the place rather than, uh, I think, you know, observational drawing and painting is, is obviously, you know, it's it's it's, it's great and, uh, in terms of the skill and draftsmanship and of that, but actually it's the memory that I'm more interested in and how that, memory can be discarded or you know what 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 sticks out it's not always like a beautiful landscape it can be just like a twig or so you know it's not the big things that are going look at me it's these are these it's the quieter quite, things it's the quieter yeah mm. yeah uh inconspicuous mm. sort of uh element of um of these landscapes that um that sort of whisper to you rather than sort of shout out yeah. yeah, yeah, and and I was reading about your about your painting processes, and you've you know you've spoken about sort of, sort of um, like cutting things up and pasting yeah. things. Are you are you still working in that way, or is it more from it, from the drawings that you make from memory? I suppose what I'm doing with that with painting is a little bit. I'm 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 taking things away and then adding with with the painting because I sand the surface down with the painting and the process, and then whatever whatever comes out of that whatever I can see is there's a new new thing start to come out at me and then it's sort of balancing these um shapes um uh, and sort of boiling it down condensing it um I really liked the kind of paintings of Merlin James do you know Merlin James he Welsh painter but he um so he would paint very opaque paintings uh one minute he'd paint very quite light and then it would be quite heavy and opaque and overly painted to such an extent but he'd leave them in the studio for like years and years and years and then he'd come back to them and uh, add like a sort of collaging on top of these things and I, I really like the idea of that um, in terms of um, how it evolves and changes and it's your your memory is di different the next time you look at it so you kind of something else sticks out at you so I do like the fact of coming back to it I always come back to paintings the paintings behind you, they will, they're, 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 they're painted first, you know, um, all in one, and then they will go and hide. Mm. I'll, I'll get rid of them somehow, <laughs> and then I'll come back to them, sand them down, and then, and then something else will appear, and then I'll paint, and then I'll sort of um, accentuate that. Mm. Uh, so there's. And are there any like remnants of what came before, or did, yeah. you, or did you just want to? No, I don't eradicate race? everything. So it's just it's just like that line that you know the an orange line will stay and a tree will go and you know it's balancing it's and it's taking away it's sort mm. of adding taking away but it's more taking away I, I'm more interested in taking away mm. rather than adding. Oh, that's, that's in, yeah, that's interesting. So um, yeah, it and it's still. I wonder. I wonder why why you. Well, you it's, the me it's, it's the it's the fading memory yeah i think yeah. in some ways and i think that's um that's important really and before this interview and i've, I've been thinking about that and it, it's it's relevant without me really even realizing that's relevant um so i think that's why these things are good these kind of interviews because you kind of you, you're talking about things and you, you don't really you do things you don't really realize why you're doing them mm. and then you kind of go back through it over your head and in you're going, oh yeah, that's that's why I've done that, you know. So um, it's kind of revelatory in a way. Mm, definitely. Yeah. And where do you see your work kind of going forward? So once you've, because you're currently preparing for the for the sanctuary yeah. show, aren't you? And that's going to yeah. be all of your Spanish series. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to continue going to Spain? Do you think? Or 
Uh, I hope so. I mean, I, um, I definitely think in the next couple of years, uh, I will still keep going back and seeing how it changes. And I think the more I go, the more it will, it will change the work a lot. And I won't be because the novel, you know, the novel. It was a certain amount of novelty, but then it became more. The last time I was there, it felt a bit more like it was, it was, I was homely. So, um, but there's always an aspect that it's not going to be there, and I think that's uh, probably important for the work as well because it's sort of there is a, there is a notion that it could, you know, we, we won't go anymore. I don't know, but um, uh, it will it will keep carrying on. I think, mm. yeah. But even there, you know, if even it's not that, it's somewhere else. It'll be somewhere else. Yeah. You know? And I think it, it's not always about going somewhere, and 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 uh, you know, it can be it can be a place. You know, it can be down the road. I could walk you... to I could walk into town now, or walk somewhere, and it it would be the same thing that, that sort of niggles at me every time I look at it. That would be like, actually, why is that? And then I'm kind of like always thinking, and then I become quite. I'm thinking oh. about this one thing, and it's it's it's, it's very niggling me. Mm. Is it the shape? Is it the colours? Is it you know? Is it a certain time of day I see it, or is it you know? So it's it, you know I'll photograph it and then I'll draw it and then it it becomes something. It it, it literally becomes mm. a, a physical another physical form. Yeah. Um. So I quite like that sort of aspect of it, really. And you've been doing quite a lot of walking around here, haven't you? Like around where I you walk live. along. Um, so I walk along. I walk, go to the downs and and I'm ch- sort of just going around. Um, all of the all of the South Downs really sort of you know whenever I can I'll do I'll I'll take a walk Um, and whether it's down I don't drive so I walk everywhere I literally walk everywhere and um, I think that is an important it it, I think it's an important aspect of my work really because I get chance to see things better rather than if I'm rushing around in a car it's restricting, mm. don't get me wrong, it's yeah. and quite annoying. Yeah. But for other people more than me, I think I think the thing is I do because <laughs> I like, don't drive. Yeah. But um take own time. Yeah, it allows me to sort of in, in, yeah. in digest and take time yeah. and look at things. And uh, I you know, that's that's so important. Yeah. It's really yeah, important. Definitely. And how things change. Mm. Things are changing constantly. So you, so you go so you often go back to the same I do, yeah, the same walk or the same to see how how it evolves or changes, or even if it hasn't, you know, it's the repetitiveness. Like I was saying, with a, a pattern that you repeat a pattern on uh, in a painting, there's something quite satisfying about. It's the same as a walk. If you're walking the same thing, but actually it's changing, you know, time of day or what season or whatever. There's something different in that place all the time. I suppose that's a bit like Spain. Going to Spain is it's changing. And going back and forth, going back and yeah. forth. Your 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 mind is different. You're you know you're in a different frame of mind every time you take that walk or go to Spain. Or so you're documenting. You're not just documenting. You're documenting how you feel and what you're seeing in a subjective way. So. And is there any area uh, around here locally, um, except for the downs, that that you go back to again and again, or is it maybe a community every day? There's loads of things that I take photographs of the same thing over and over again, but it it, it'll be like a wall, or there's a lovely wall. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a brick wall, but it's a brick wall in Hove. <laughs> yeah. But it's you know, and it sounds yeah. it sounds insane, but um, it's got a lovely plaque on it, and it just reminds me of something. Um, there's my one of my favourite painters, Robert Welch. In, you know, these very mundane things that would that would be painted uh, in this kind of quite quite fast manner. Yeah. And that those sort of paintings are stuck in my mind really. Um, seeing these seeing these things that are discarded in every day that I find interesting I think that's uh, I think that's quite important yeah quite yeah. important thing yeah. and how like people just walk by and you're you know you're staring at this staring at this, this, this mundane thing which, yeah, it's just, which is really yeah. very interesting it yeah. is interesting yeah. well, you know I'm, I've been here 10-12 years but I've always loved the streets that go down to the sea you can see all the street the, the, the buildings going down to the sea beautiful perspective and then the sea at the end and there's something in that which I have brought up um, that I just find incredible. Oh yes. So it's and it's yeah. like abstract, but mm. it's it's it's. I find I just find it lovely, and it 
it's satisfying you know it's simplistic satisfaction out of simplicity i think that's that's the key i think for my from your, from practice, your practice in a way i think so yeah and you've spoken about simplifying the landscape which yeah. which you do do in a way like when you return to paintings and you you know you layer over what was there before yeah. and you're simplifying yeah, the landscape yeah. within your paintings yeah essentially. yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah it's um it's and you're you're i mean you have a certain amount of control over that i suppose i think you you're that's when it becomes your you're changing the landscape in some ways on this thing but um it, you, you you're creating something which is uh um your own it's and it's and it's it's the painting rather than it's it's a depiction of something it becomes more about this is painting this is a this is a painting it's not a depiction of something else mm. um, which is important I think in terms of you know using using landscape as a springboard into not abstraction but into a sort of more of a a painting like um, Deleuze would say that the, the sensation of painting is the is the essence of the of the piece isn't it I think it's the it's the process in which is the most important thing. Yeah, and and I think I can see the... that in your paintings, like this, for example. You've got the, the sensation of line. You've got how you've moved the brush left to right. There's, you know, you've, <laughs> this is accident that you were talking. We mentioned yeah, earlier. Yeah. You know. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I can see that in your work. And yeah. it comes, it comes in, and it's sort of. Um, so you're using something as a very is a template in a way, and, and it's sort of, um, you know, the tree and the uh, or, uh, and but they could becomes quite symbolic. I mean, I, I love Basil Beatty's work in terms of um, his abstracts are so condensed down into simplified form stairs. He would paint stairs and the wing mirror sort of paintings of the, uh, the Janus. Uh, you're looking into the future, you're looking at the, at the past. So he's got um, a road in front of him and then there's a window and then in the wing mirror, you can see the road behind him and he's in the middle. And I get that. I mean, I, you know, my age is I'm middle eight. I'm forty nearly. So I feel that is very important. You know, like that. That's how do you do? How do you simplify that notion of being middle aged in such a great way? And he's done it. You know, he's he's and, and that's so beautifully symbolic. And I think that's, you know, if I could ever get to that point, I'd be very very happy indeed. Do you think that you'll ever get to that point? Do you I think, think it's about condensing it down. I think the thing is, at the moment, it's all it's all very sort of like um, a bit too observational. But I think it it, it starts happening. Um, it can start happening when it when it when it when it happens. It's yeah. quite. It's a it. It just makes me feel quite satisfied. Mm. But um, there's a long way to go, mm. and um, I don't mind that there's a long way to go. <laughs> You know, because yeah. I'm quite, you know, so we're I, still quite young, yeah. yeah. I still want to get, yeah, no, but I'm quite don't. enjoying that I'm enjoying the journey, yeah. So, I'm, I'm sort of, good. I'll get to that point when I get to that's that point. Good. I'm not mm. going to force getting to that point because no. I don't think that would, because if I started painting like Basil I, I it wouldn't work, it would just look crap, yeah. But I, I, but I love his sort of in thing in terms of condensing down, and we did mention that earlier, like with, with these um framed paperwork you know you could zoom in on a on a tiny bit of those works yeah, yeah. and try and yeah yeah sort of bring it to, out into yeah. yeah there's um yeah i mean the paintings that there's some paintings in there actually that were that are more sort of gone over a lot of stuff and i've just left areas of uh, sort of foliage and floor, fauna and foliage and stuff and the other is kind of gray underneath and i, I think it kind of it's it's the balancing act of using those elements within the canvas uh, to make it work um, and, and still trying to keep it simple, but also with a certain amount of complexity, um, balance, composition, observationalness, you know, all these things that kind of put into the melting pot and stirred and does it work, does it not work? Um, which is sort of what I love about painting really, because it's, it's endless possibilities of um, putting things together and finding out whether they work or not and I don't ever want to know the answer no. <laughs> like, there's no like I don't really because I'd be no. bored then I'd be like oh but um, 
and I don't think there is really an answer is there I think that's no. why we do this and why there's interviews and we all talking yeah. about constantly like what how it how how does this work you know this is and the ambiguity is important I think that's got to be yeah, I've, I've spoken to a lot of painters and whether they're abstract or representational, they have spoken about this ambiguity, spatial yeah. ambiguity especially. Yeah. And I, I just find that fascinating. Yeah, really. yeah, because it's too, I don't want to be too yeah. literal. I know I go to Spain and there are essentially paintings of Spain, but they're not massive, they're not sort of depictions, they're not sort of, I haven't sat there observationally just drawing something. They're reasonably, you know, I think through the process they've become ambiguous. Um, um, you know, yeah. so, I mean, so when I, I think of Spain, I think of like kind of a highly saturated colour, and a lot of your works are quite muted. Yeah. But you did say that in Spain, uh, a lot of the palette out there is. Yeah. It can be well, quite. Well, it's, it's scorched, scorched land, and and uh, you know, essentially a lot of the time it's it's been scorched, and literally the fruit, when it drops onto the ground, and the sun has literally scorched this orange to to like this sort of ochre brown cinder it's pretty incredible that that weather does that to, to, and it's just you know it's quite an advanced process i mean that that's the process isn't it you know the the you know that's nature doing its thing like art you know it's, it's burning that orange just from the sun and, and the scorched land is this love i mean it's just um incredible in that way and resourceful they're very resourceful mm. in uh you know collecting water is very important so they use all these elements to collect water and um, the moors when the moors came over their their water um supply and irrigation was was second to none so they still use that sort of thing water uh, the way that they used water the moors used water to uh, irrigate the land and stuff so it's quite incredible and so you know that the resourcefulness of of it all i don't know how that relates to my work but yeah do you regard yourself for a as a resourceful painter um i use things that aren't convent you know I, I kind of you know i sand things down and it, there's definitely um it's not resourceful but it's sort of using what's to hand not fancy stuff it's it's very sort of um using my hands and using it, it it's very natural to try and try and um be quite um well, I, uh, it's just about sort of putting myself into the painting and I feel like I want to put put more of myself into the painting using my hands and using anything to comes to hand. That's quite important, I think. Like, I don't go and get fancy tools and stuff. I just mm. go, you know, and it's quite intuitive. It's, yeah. It's intuitive rather than calculated, I think, more. Um, but there, there has to be an element of calculation and calculated risk. Oh, of course, and composition and the composition and things, things yeah. Balance, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I mean, you've got um, like a like a small collection of these little drawings on like bits of paper. Yeah, and I guess that's that's using what's to hand. Yes, and yeah. You're saying that you know you leave these bits of um, sort of paper in the studio, yeah. and then bits of um, like color might might drop on them, and then yeah. those drops of color then inform yes. the work later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's important, and that's that's um, using the. I think yeah, it's it's using what you've got around you but also the yeah, you you kind of know you know that there's, there's a bit of paper on the floor that's got a bit of drawing on it. <laughs> but you kind of go you know you're not deliberately putting pouring paint on it, it no, just if it, it, just, happens, it happens it happens yeah and then um you kind of like you know you're like oh that's that's quite nice i like that you know and then you put it away and then you come back to it in sort of months time and it you see something different in it mm. and i think that you know that keep i think that keeps the keeps the fire alive you know, because sometimes the fire can die down, you know, your inspiration can die down. So you've got all these, you've got these bits around you to sort of just perk you up and mm. go. Ooh. And I'm regularly, I think as a kid, I used to look through holiday snaps and or, or, or you know, photographs and things. And I was, I was, I, was, I always loved looking through photographs and, and uh, it was me the memory of that. But now I do, I look through my old work and uh, just sort of just to remind me of things that, I forget because mm. you can get obsessed with one thing for ages and um and it becomes boring and then you sort of go oh what's what's next so yes yeah, mm. uh, my source material is just source material isn't it and how far back do you go uh, in terms of your like what are these your, your archive i did get rid of i mean i 
basically cut paintings up like I said I think when ages ago and yeah I kept lots of um, shapes and things and and stuff like that and it was literally getting to the point where it looked like it was a hoarding sort of situation (laughs) (laughs) so it's like there was bags and bags and bags of this stuff yeah yeah Yeah. and then I made a I did make an installation out of all the all uh, in in a gallery in Brighton actually and uh, I made an installation out of all the cut up pieces and I made like the sea out of all these different cut up bits of canvas and uh and it was this sort of high um uh peered uh tiered sort of effect on the uh, of all this cut up paper and it was roundedly cut and looked like the sea and uh, then i just got rid of it um binned it all i would have kept it but it was just getting too much and space now is of a premium so unfortunately in a way i got rid of it i feel oh, quite bad yeah but and in terms of archive, what was your work like before you went to Spain? Were you um, still going, like walking and going to place? Was your work yeah, going yeah. to place? I've, it, it's always been at places. I suppose what I think from childhood we've always gone to, we've always, you know, had a, oh, I don't know, a year holiday or whatever um, as a child. And um, that has stayed with me. And I think I think when, when I say about the escape thing, it just, it felt like, when I was a child and my parents would be, we'd go away and it felt like a relief to be on holiday or, or you know, just to go anywhere and just, it's, it's that, and I think it's quite universal. We all yeah. go on, we all go, yeah, we all we go, all go to, to places, places. Yeah. to relax or mm. to put our feet up and, and it turns out the place that we go to sometimes is sometimes not always a relaxing place. <laughs> you yeah. know, you go, go to a city and it's kind of like yeah. crazy, you don't know where anything is and it's mm. like, what? So we'd go to this place all of the, we used to go to Lanzarote all of the time, the same place, same place, same place. And uh, I remember just um, when I was about probably about ten, old enough to be on my own, I'd go and see and surf, like body surf in the sea all day. I'd like just I'd spend all day in the sea, and um, that was my that was my thing. I don't know that was sort of my and I kind of sussed out the sea and I'd like work out the waves and if you get that wave, you're gonna hurt yourself kind of thing and I'd learned the hard way through that and um, so the waves started becoming quite I don't know it was a, I can relate it back to sort of painting in a way or something where it was something quite creative that I could do that that wasn't conventional um, and it was my little thing that I did so uh, yeah that was my, um, my my place of sanctuary at that time I suppose so I've always had that thing yeah, where you yeah. sort of go, you do something and it's Sanctuary, on your right solitary yeah. sort of thing yeah. that makes you feel comfortable and calm. Mm. So, and the sea and the water, swimming is very important to me. I still swim now. And swim in the sea in the summer every day. Um, or if it's warm enough. Um, so swimming is a massive, sort of massively important to my... Mm sort of I don't know do, process, do you do you think that swimming um kind of connects to your practice in any well, way it's walking swimming it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's those thing. sorts of things that um punctuates the day it's sort of it's it's has a it can put space into a day where um you can uh, reflect and, and think and uh, those times are important I think you've got to sort of take time for yourself to sort of um let the dust settle and just sort of think about things and think about and work things out, and that's how I do that. You know, I do it through through that through through light exercise, not heavy exercise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Swimming yeah. or walking, it's quite the, you know they're quite. You've got time to sort of reflect and think in those sorts of in those sorts of things. Yeah. Do you ever listen to music when you're walking? I can't. Yeah, I do. I do. Um, but I, I do love to sort of listen to nature now. I used to listen to a lot of music. Um, I listen to less music now, weirdly, because I do love music. I mean, I, I really do love music. But um, I listen to nature and the sort of, and it has the seasons change and as the bird, you know, I'll kind of try and identify a bird's song, which I don't really know anything about, but I'll be like, <laughs> that's a different bird song than the other month or something, you know. So it's changed, like kind of identify, yeah. change, you know, yeah, shifting, shifting mm. changes and uh, in weather and things like that, and um, uh, yeah, so yeah, I like that. And uh, which artists have inspired you? Um, time? So I think, so in terms of 
down. I was fascinated with. I, I started showing a bit with Emma Hill at the Eagle, and she introduced me to people like Robert Welch at the APT Studios. Um, um, and a lot of them are they're sort of abstract in some ways, but um, Marley Morris and Basil Beatty and people like that. Mm. Um, Stephen Chambers, Tom Hammock. Um, they're not abstract, but they, they but they have a kind of emotive aspect to their work. Um, so Tom, Tom Hammock, kind of become a, a, a really good sort of uh, important mentor for me in the part in the past. So he invited me to. Uh, Newfoundland for a month um, uh, back in two thousand and six for an art residency there. So I went to I went to Newfoundland for a month on my own, and um, that was amazing. It was just this is very very sparse, um, um, you know, rugged mountain sort of mountain. It's it's on the sea. It's an art tiny island, uh, but. Um, you know the sea's quite fierce, and it's the, you know the people there are quite sort of rugged, and and and, um, and it was just a beautiful, beautiful place, very uh, isolating. So I painted there for a month at uh, this place, and Tom had done some work from there for, before. So that was you know that sparking obviously sparked me into this going places notion. Um, so he's been a massive influence on me, really, Tom, um, and. Uh, so I mean, I, I was really into, I was really into sort of when I was my work was a little bit more muted. Schwankowski, Norbert Schwankowski's dark palette, grey palette, and, and um, um, people like um, Rene Daniels and uh, Raoul de Kaiser and people like that, and they would like the, the essence of something, like trying to find the essence of something, simplifying it. Um, but as I've gone into these travels, you know, like you know, people like Howard Hodgkin, maybe Howard Hodgkin, definitely, yeah. um, and his memory, using the use of memory, mm. Peter Doy, you know, that sort of Christophele, the Trinidad, Trinidad and Tobago sort yeah. of influence, Van Gogh and uh, Gauguin, you know, the Isle yeah. thing, you yeah. know, and I love, you know, I, mm. I, I, there's a new film going out coming out of that. Oh, is that all yeah. right? Okay, um, that'll be interesting to see. Really interesting, yeah, yeah. I, you know, and and I think that's. Artists have always sort of gone. I think you know you kind of look back in the history of art. And they've always, you know, and you know, artists have always and, escaped to like places. Yeah, you know, yeah. He wanted to escape, to, you know, to find there sanctuary in a way. Yeah, yeah. Craxton and uh, uh, um, I mean, they went to Greece and they would sort of they had a little community in Greece where mm. they would paint. Um, Minton would uh, would go to. I think he was going to. I don't know what 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 country we went to now but there was a documentary on him the other night the other night and he he was sort of around when bacon and everyone's around and they were painting sort of post-war england and he went off doing stuff more sort of exotic landscapes and kind of got a bit forgotten about really and I, you know and i hope that's not the case for me <laughs> but you know if you because i think i don't know in terms of history of art if you're seen as you know you're, you're there in the midst of this post-war you're, you're painting what you see in front of you it's quite um heroic mm. and if you escape you're kind of like escaping the and you go and paint something exotic like <laughs> that's what uh, you know is that seen as yeah it's not heroic yeah, not heroic, yeah. heroic enough yeah but anyway yeah yeah and of course you had the bloomsbury set who yeah. had a big house down here somewhere wasn't yeah, it yeah was yes charleston? yeah charleston, charleston. it's charleston. off um in Furl, so it's uh, it's off Lewis yeah. near Lewis there. Yeah. I've been there a yeah. couple of times. It's yeah, beautiful it's lovely. down there. It's lovely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like it around there. Yeah, so all of the you know all of that sort of mixture really put all that in a pot, and that's sort of um, how how my work comes about in a way. But um, um, Bomberg went to Spain, I think, and oh. um, he he painted Ronda and uh, the South um, quite a lot and. Um, I love Roger Hilton's work actually, and his sort of modern, his um, sort of late, those late um, kind of documenting drawings that he did of uh, with the acrylics on. Uh, he did gouache on paper, and they were very kind of cartoony in some ways. But then no, he'd just write. There's a 
wonderful book called Night Letters, which I really want from Roger the Roger Hill Night Letters. I think it's called, and it's um, it's all the so he couldn't get out of bed because I, I think he was drank a lot of whiskey. But he um, towards the end of his life, he, was, he had gouache on, on in his bed. And he was sort of drawing these cartoony things, but then he'd write messages to his wife and messages uh, like shopping lists on them as well and stuff and uh, chance happenings happening on this on these pieces of paper. So I kind of like relate that back to what what's happening with my with my paper works on paper a little bit but um do you do like little notes and i do notes and that yeah so i do i mean it's i write write quite random like random things really um and they become everything becomes the light my life becomes entwined in it all so i've kind of like so i have a quote from something and then a drawing and then i'll have a you know, people to look at, and uh, oh, yeah. and then I'll, there'll yeah. be an sh- odd shopping list on there or something like that. Yeah, we're, we're we're just looking at Nick's notebook, and he's got like little notes and things. And so it, when you're out and about, you might yeah, it just feels down. part of it. It just feels all part of it. I think mm. in some ways, it's part of the process. And I think the thing is, it you don't just do art. You are. I think it is part. It's it's everything really. Mm. So it's um, it becomes all of you not not just part of you you so it kind of I, I like that I like that aspect of it all and it's all in one all in one place and I like the fact that it can get lost and then it'll be refound or you know or maybe one day someone will find it and go that's this is what's this you know I'd like that you know what you should do you should bury it like you should get one yeah. of these tubes yes I don't know if you've yeah. heard about these stories where people yeah. people put these uh, like artifacts and little bits in like a tube and then they bury it yeah. in the hope that you know that like 200 300 years later yeah that somebody or would you know would, yeah. maybe you could maybe you could do that maybe That's you could roll thing. up some of your drawings and put them into That'd like a brilliant little i'd love to do that oh, yeah i might do that <laughs> the thing i think the thing is the, the the works on paper only only since i've been trying to put work together for the for this show and it's going to be like there's a studio sale and things like that so that, you know i want things to sort of you know and the works on paper were more personal to me and, and I'm going to find them harder to part if, if people go, well, I like this, can I buy that? It would be f- harder for me to sort of part with that than a painting. Painting, it's sort of, it's not as personal because it's it's, it's become its own thing. Mm. It's not a memory anymore. It's like a sort of, it's, 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 it's a painting in its own right. But the these drawings are first responses of places or people or things yeah. I mean in some ways it's a bit like well for you you know as a painter painting from memory um you know it's almost like you're giving away your your family photographs yes, or your possessions yeah. and yeah. All. yeah it is it is a bit like that mm. and I've only just started to see them as a work in their own right to um because before I didn't value them but I'm valuing them more now than I ever have and I think that's I don't know it's 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 the only thing I've got really I think the thing is it's the only thing I've got in terms of remembering stuff mm. and once your memory go you know like the thing is if you get a bit older I think as you get a bit older you kind of start remember you start you do start collecting things because it is remembering isn't it of, the, of all these things you've got um I know my mum and dad my dad especially is a collector he won't throw anything out now <laughs> <laughs> we sound like we sound like orders. Orders, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like throwing things away because it's sort of like this thing, isn't it? So, you know, I don't know. It's got a big weight to it. These, uh, you know, it's not just a joyce. There's the weight, the, the weight of the mind, aren't they? So, yeah. How so? In terms of your work now, yeah. Do, do you see it changing in any way? Like evolving into anything different? I was. I mean, I started working a lot larger scale, mm. um, and it just gives me a chance to be freer, mm. yeah, um, and get some like you know some gestural brush strokes and and just make open it up, open the valves up a bit. That's what I was. That's what I'm trying to do. So I've got four. I've got four or five quite large sort of two meter uh, paintings uh, there, and I think, it, like you say, it's sort of focusing on certain aspects of the small works and just blowing it up yeah yeah but with that 
it's not just going oh I, I want that bigger it's sort of with with the whole process of a larger painting you you know you, you can get a lot more energy in it and it's just it's a lot more gestural um uh and then with that it kind of just brings new it, it, new elements into it as well you know and again you're sort of you're, you're still playing the game of this um you know balancing act, balancing act of chance and um control um and all these things but it's just on a bigger scale and there's more chance there's more chance elements because it's freer and then there's more possibilities to see different things in them so i think that's a, it's, it's a lovely you know it's a it's a it's a lovely thing to do to paint large i mean i i painted small for so long and then i I've, i it was almost revelatory when i went painted large again after a while of paint small and um i just i you know i felt a lot more uh liberated mm. yeah and you can really kind of um get involved in the medium of paint when you yeah. paint large scale can't you as yeah well? yeah so it becomes almost it, like an expression of you know, the movement of the brush and so on. Yeah. Whereas you can't really do that with small work. Not really, no, yeah. no. It's um, I, you know, I wanted to develop the, the pastel drawings for me are, are, are good because they're they're spontaneous and they're quite quick and easy and sort of freer. Uh, in, in in and use your fingers and smudge it and stuff like that. And to do something a lot a bit a bit of a larger scale with the pastels would be a, would be a nice thing because it's you can get this quite nice effect of the of the um there is something very painterly about they're painterly drawings, yeah like, they are very painterly I mean, to me they're more like paintings i think than drawings. they feel like paintings don't they yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. and they're, they're piercing you know you get that piercing color and you and you can go over a color with you know with oil paint you have to wait until it dries and then you kind of well there's a lot of mm. things that are restricting whereas with pastel they're not it's not restricting and um you can get something out you can get a message you can you can get a message across quicker really with pastels um whereas painting it sort of takes a bit of time um mm. i started using acrylic a bit but it was it, it was and that dries quicker so you can sort of start working on top of it a bit yeah more. and you can add sort of mediums to it to yeah. kind of change the opacity or the, yeah you know the texture of the you know the medium as well and it's always as you know surface is really important to me so like painting upon the sur a surface and to, to create surface with uh, acrylic you know the sanding down that i do and, and then painting on top of that mm. is a quicker it's a quicker um it's a quicker thing um uh, which is not always a good thing because the waiting time with oil is a is a, is a nice wait you know it, it makes you patient and i guess you it forces allows patience you, yeah and it allows you to like return to the world yeah and yeah and that's a, that forms a large part of and that's practice, I think. yeah and that's important to have different a different opinion when you come back to it and you're kind of going what I was going to do before was a spontaneous act, and I uh, and I'm quite glad I didn't do that now. And you kind of think you're more thinking on a more sort of um, um, mature manner rather than just going straight in there and yeah, sort of yeah. So yeah, and your your show opens, doesn't it? Is it on Friday? It opens, yeah. Friday's the opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Friday. Um, so it's um just yeah drinks and um i'm gonna the ones that aren't framed we're gonna clip i'm gonna sort of clip clip up um along the yeah along the wall but um and it's here in your studio isn't it here? yeah so it's yeah, so it's i'm gonna have some stuff in here and um obviously in the mainly in the house but um um it's exciting because yeah the house has been um being been ripped apart and rebuilt over mm. the last three months and it's a lot more of an open space in there it's a it's a lot more light going it you know it just feels a lot more it feels a lot more freer and lighter and um optimistic uh so and i think that's kind of how my work's got it's become more optimistic like there's more of a light at the end of the tunnel whereas i think with the gray more muted gray stuff was i just couldn't there was no i couldn't see a sort of light at the end of the tunnel. know it's, it's very weird but um with these there's a there's just a, a lot more sort of light lighter freer sort of feel to them which is what i'm kind of going for at the moment yeah mm. and do you have any other projects besides your show have you got any up i really want to I, I mean I, I did curate a show called um a promised land uh, a group show um a couple of years ago 
and um, it was about the, you know it's about optimism and, and sort of the, the promised land that you know to, w this sort of notion of a promised land really and I invited people to sort of give their what they what their promised land was or what they thought it was and they brought paintings in and stuff and it was quite a nice that was a nice show so I, I want to do something about the sea at all at sea or sort of you know like lost at sea or something like that like, like a sea painting like a, a you know sea themed show mm, like that, that. that sounds interesting yeah sounds because we live essentially we're on an island aren't we in, yeah. in the middle of the yeah. sea um, and it feels more, more more like that than ever now yeah <laughs> you know, it's, it's a very topical very, very topical time yeah, yeah. so it's very and the sea's obviously got you know very rich in, in history and we're in I'm in Hove in Brighton so it's sort of it's quite fitting in a way and, and trying to make it a non uh, you know there's a lot of bad sea paintings, but there's a lot of amazing sea paintings. And, and, and I think, you know, um, especially if you live here in Brighton, you know, you see quite a few bad paint, sort of paintings of the sea. But I actually <laughs> want them to be really good. Yeah. You know, and like yeah. people get, get artists together to that I really admire and um, sort of uh, see what how they depict it, depict that um, title, really. It sounds really exciting. Mm, mm. There's a lot to go on on that, and you could yeah. you could really push it in so many different directions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I yeah. think I think it's um, it's got a lot in it. You know, it's it's not just sort of you know it, it can be seen in many different ways. Mm, yeah, well, that sounds very exciting. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Really yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. Good luck with your show. Thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> You're welcome. in conjunction with the Prizeman Seabrook Art Collections. For more information, please visit www.prizeman-seabrook.org.